are the beloved. The infinite presence is my light and my expanse. Who shall I fear? The infinite presence is the strength of my life. Who shall I dread? When force comes close, seeming to devour me, when narrowness threatens and oppositions attack, all that is menacing stumbles and falls. Even as doubt besiege me, besiege me, my heart will not fear. Even as battles rise up within me, I still will have trust. One thing I ask of the infinite, one thing I seek, to dwell in the infinite presence all the days of my life. To awaken to the beauty of each moment as I pass through this world. The infinite shelters me as I encounter difficulty and pain. The infinite holds me close in deep and hidden places and lifts me high upon a rock. And now I can see the enemies that surround me and I will make my offerings. I will shout, I will sing, I will make music into the unfolding mystery. Please infinite one, listen to my voice. Hear my call, be gracious with me, answer me. You say to my heart, seek my presence, your presence, divine one, I seek. Please don't hide from me. Please don't let me turn away in anger. I long to serve. You are my help. Do not let me feel abandoned. Do not let me turn away. In you, I am safe. For my mother and father have left me, and it is you who gathers me in. Teach me your ways. Guide me on paths of integrity. There is so much to lead me astray. Don't let me give in to all that torments me, all that arising lies, illusions, and menacing threats. If only I had the faith to see the goodness of the one in the land of life. Cultivate hope in the divine presence, in the infinite. Let your heart be strong and filled with courage and cultivate hope in the divine infinite presence. Psalm 27. That translation is from Rabbi Yael Levi. Listen, y'all, this is the great turning of the year. If you follow a more um, earth, land, natural cycle, um, in the Hebrew calendar, we're turning towards Elul, this next new month, but regardless of the traditional background, religious, interfaith, or any faith or spiritual background, you can feel the changes. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you believe, you can literally feel it. And these incredible words from Rabbi Yael um, are meant to be said, asked, read, journaled, contemplated every day for this next month coming up. And there are some things in the words that I'm wrestling with, that I'm struggling with, and that's okay. That is normal. Wrestling with, not accepting, question, question, question. That is the path of the spiritual <laughs> warrior to keep questioning. So it is the end of summer. We are turning towards fall, towards a new 
Um, Hebrew year 5783 will be the next year at Rosh Hashanah and the month before we spend a year, uh, sorry, we spend the month in reflection. This is an extra special turning month because we have been in a Shemitah year, a rebalancing year. And this happens every seven years in a seven-year cycle. And that's not what I'm talking about today, but I want to tell you that that's all happening in the background. I haven't been doing many podcast episodes. I haven't been writing publicly. I haven't been sharing a lot because I've been in my own grief process and really honoring it and wanting to honor it um, privately. And now that I am coming out of that season, um, it really has felt like a whole season. I have been home (laughs) since my beloved grandmother passed away on solstice, and I did go to Connecticut for her burial and funeral and came home, and I have not left since, and that was the end of June. And so I've been home, walking my streets, reading so many books, laying in the hammock, napping, working, Um, a wonderful new position that's come into my life, and it has been a gift. And so that has been my summer, is a summer grieving, Um, and I'm really grateful, really grateful for listening to the impulse and the intuition that my body was giving me, um, telling me the information, the messages to stay home and to ground at home and to feel nourished by uh, the rhythm and spaciousness of being home. Uh, Needless to say, I have, oh, there's Snoop. Hi, baby. I have developed, it's okay, come here. A, that's Snoop, say hi. A, um pretty intimate relationship with the trees around here these days. (laughs) And wow, it just feels like everything in my neighborhood and everything in my home and everything around me um, has really been coming to life. I wrote this piece. I wrote this little um, passage a few days ago. Hold on. I'll read it to you where I just felt like, ah, here it is. So this kind of came through during one of my walks in the morning In my grief, I stayed home. I got real quiet. I listened. And then slowly, 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 everything around me came alive. And in my grief, I found new life. And that pretty much wraps up um, what's been going on over here. (laughs) Things have been coming alive. I had a really big transition um, because... I have had, most of you know this because you've been to my house and or seen all the videos of it, um, been in the same office since we moved into this house nine years ago, and that was called the sanctuary. And then um, I actually changed rooms with my son over the summer, and so my sanctuary office is in a different room now, and it feels exactly right. Why am I sharing that with you? Because I, again, in my quiet, in my staying home, 
this transition happen and it's been a real gift. This feels energetically like a different space to be in and it's coming alive. I redid my altar and my walls and um, my books. I gave so many books away this summer. I went through the bookshelves and I'm just shedding, 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 shedding things that no longer serve, align, or feel good to be around. I consider all my books like my friends and my beloveds. And so um, I want them, I want the energy of them in my space to feel good. So it's been really wonderful to be in a new office. It's like we're office, sanctuary, nest. I don't know what I'm going to call this room yet. It hasn't really it hasn't come to me yet, but it's just a very sweet and sacred place. I really like the light here. I really love, I can see the tree um, out of my window, the tree in front of my house. And I love this tree. And my old office sanctuary faced um, faced the east. And so I saw the sunrise every morning. And my new office faces the West and I can see sunset. So that's really different and feels pretty meaningful. I spent a lot of the summer in a funk, um, a grief funk. <laughs> um, I spent a lot of the summer reflecting on this lifelong desire to be quote unquote normal, to have a quote unquote normal job or be normal. And I don't even know what that means. I've really been unpacking it, this longing um, to be like, and I think we all have it. Like, I, I don't think I'm special in that, but I've really been identifying that that is not a narrative I want to keep um, working with. I really want to, I really want to lose that phrase. Um, and instead, one of the things I've been working with is really looking at the ways in which I do have a very, very, <laughs> um, steady, stable, rhythmic, quote unquote, normal life. And that has been really nourishing. Just that little reframe. Part of it was, um, we did some work in the village on, like um, naming a story that you have about yourself that you don't want to continue. And one of mine is that I'm alone or like orphaned or on my own. And that doesn't seem accurate anymore. Um, even with the transition of my grandmother, who was a very much a mother figure to me, um, and I have my mother also. So in many ways, I have um, just a tremendous amount of support um, right now, not from my birth mother or my grandmother, but in my Kohenic community, um, there have been this wonderful group, I call them my aunties, of um, elder women who um, have been supporting me spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, relationally for these years, for these past few years. And I'm, and, and so I'm changing the narrative, the story that I'm alone and I don't belong it's just not true. I'm finding ways where I do belong. I'm finding communities. I'm finding relationship. And I'm settling into that and feeling it and receiving that change. And that's that just feels so huge. It's really life-affirming and transforming. One other big thing I've been thinking about a lot this summer is this, you know, um, I don't want to say this in a way that's harmful or triggering to other people. I just want to say it as something that is true for me. 
I spent a lot of time in my earlier years um, setting goals and then achieving those goals um, in many, many ways, checking all the boxes in many ways. And I'm at this point now where I don't know, I don't really have a goal that I must achieve. And I'm sitting in the discomfort of that. I'm thinking a lot about, well, what is the meaning of life? And and is there one? Maybe there's not even one. I'm thinking about the ways that I live the majority of my life hyper-social, hyper-activated, in a hyper-response all the time, and really charged, like hyper-charged for this kind of like, I got to squeeze the hell out of life. Like, like, you know, the whole lemons make lemonade, like just like take every day, like live the fullest, live the fullest. Like, I really believe that. And I sort of don't know what to do with myself now that like, I know that if I had a goal I wanted to set, no matter what it is that I would accomplish it. And once I have now embodied that and sat with that, it's very humbling and I think it's, I think it's probably associated with the grief. And I think it's probably associated with the, like hearing that I've been in a little bit of a funk. Like, I think I'm just at this midlife stage of like, what are the next chapters? What are there any, does it, does any of that matter? Can I just be with these trees and this altar and sit on the floor with this dog and have my wonderful community job in the neighborhood? And like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really sitting with that as I know deep inside, no matter whatever goal I want, I know I can achieve it. And so now I really want to be intentional about the goals um, that I may want to set for myself or letting that go altogether. Um, I do have a, a desire to communicate and create podcast and writing and art and community. That is when I feel healthiest um, and so I'm doing that in little, little ways, right? And so I've done the little, little ebook and audio. I've done the Shabbat guide. I've done plan to thrive. I wrote a book called delight. Like I've done so many, um, I've created so many things that have really served people have been felt really important. Like it had to be done. And so there's some ideas that came through this week, um, as I feel my kind of grief bubble starting to shed a little bit. And I'm curious about these ideas. I feel revitalized. I feel interested. I feel passionate. And so I'm not really sure where that's going to go, but we shall see. Um, one other thing that I wanted to touch on is about chronic pain. And a few years ago, I realized that this ongoing hip issue that I've had since I was 20 um, was going to just continue to be part of my life. <laughs> and I really sat with that. Oh, this this hip stuff, this chronic pain is part of um, part of who I am. And just changing my relationship with it really has really helped. Um, and so I wanted to offer that in, in case anyone out there is kind of struggling with something that may has been may be repeated for a long part of your life that um, see how it might feel to kind of just accept it and let it be a teacher and a guide 
um, for you. When my hip was hurting so much this summer, I was very wobbly and hobbling around. I just kind of, I just moved slower. I kind of let myself, I don't know, um, again, just like soften around it. And that's really different. I spent most of this 25 years with this pain trying to get rid of it as fast as possible and get to the root of it. And I don't know that that's going to happen. And so I'm just kind of in, that feels like a big growth for me um, because of this relationship to the, to the hip pain. I'm going to pause and just breathe, especially for any of you who do have chronic pain. Um, I'm just really mindful that that might um, have been triggering in some way or activating in some way for your system. So just pausing and breathing. We've talked a lot in our community over the years about the space between, um, no longer and not yet. And I definitely feel like so many of us are in that, like certain things are no longer, but we're not sure what's coming on the horizon. And so I've just been sitting in that kind of space between. So now what was like a mantra that I kept hearing. And it was funny because I would say like probably a week or so after I, I kept hearing like, so now what? Or I kind of kept asking universe, God, myself, God is whatever, whoever, whoever I'm talking to in my head, in my journal. So now what? And I kept hearing, this is enough. This is enough. (laughs) This is enough. This is enough. So I think I'll actually stop there today. I have two more pages of notes of things to talk to you about. And I will wait and do that again maybe next week or when the impulse arises and drip some of it. But my whole body, I got the chills when I started doing the this is enough mantra. And that is a sign to stop. And I do want to close with how I began reading the psalm for this month, the words for this month. For the beloved, the infinite presence is my light in my expanse. Who shall I fear? The infinite presence is the strength of my life. Who shall I dread? When forces come close, seeming to devour me, when narrowness threatens and opposition attacks, all that is menacing stumbles and falls. Even as doubts besiege me, my heart will not fear. Even as battles rise up within me, I still will have trust. One thing I ask of the divine, one thing I seek, to dwell in the infinite presence all the days of my life, to awaken to the beauty of each moment as I pass through this world. The infinite shelters me as I encounter difficulty and pain. The infinite holds me close in deep and hidden places and lifts me high upon a rock. And now I can see the enemies that surround me and I will make my offerings. I will shout, I will sing, I will make music into the unfolding mystery. Please, divine one, listen to my voice, hear my call. Be gracious with me, answer me. You say to my heart, seek my presence, your presence, infinite one I seek. Please don't hide from me. Please don't let me turn away in anger. 
I long to serve. You are my help. Do not let me feel abandoned. Do not let me turn away. In you, I am safe. For my mother and father have left me, and it is you who gathers me in. Teach me your ways. Guide me on paths of integrity. There is so much to lead me astray. Don't let me give in to all that torments me, all the arising lies, illusions, and menacing threats. If only I had the faith to see the goodness of the one in the land of life. Cultivate hope in the infinite presence. Let your heart be strong and filled with courage. And cultivate hope in the infinite divine presence.